It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, you headed into the Abyss and faced a terrible enemy there, a monstrosity of flesh and spirit that, in its death throes, has trapped you in a mysterious cavern far beneath the surface and far from help. We pick up now at the edge of a silent and devastated city. Tali's submarine, the Moth, bobs gently by an abandoned dock area. Lorelei's hand, or more specifically the trident marking that's now branded there, has begun to glow. What do you do next? I am still in my starry form for about eight minutes uh, and I'm on the chalice so I can heal people. So I'm just gonna go around and heal everyone up to full. Can we like take a short rest? But by all means chill, um, but if no one else is going to acknowledge it, Corel is going to point at Lorelei's hand. <laughs> Any sensations? Any visions? Anything? Anything at all? Any sensations, Paige? <laughs> it feels warm. Hand warmer, nice warm, or ow? Like a fever. Ow. Ooh, clammy. I'm, uh, hmm, yes. My hand is not the body temperature an Araswati hand ought to be. I guess that counts as a sensation. Hmm. Okay, so Lorelei goes round and starts healing people and you guys start to kind of slowly settle down after the fight. Charlie fully exits the submarine and climbs out and like sits on top. When Lorelei is done healing people up, she goes up, like walks up to her. Tali immediately just like puts a hand out to you and is like, I can't, I can't do this right now. You have blood on your face. Do you just want it? And a mirror? Fine. Fine. You can wipe it off. Lorelei walks up and just sort of meticulously wipes the blood out of her fur. And it's just like, believe me, I know this is very strange. For us, this is round three of encountering civilizations that happened before we thought civilization ever even existed. Tali pulls away and then pinches the bridge of her nose and just goes, yeah, you're the ones who've been fucking up my dig sites. I forgot for a second. Um, yeah, that went a little more chaotically than we necessarily wanted it to. They all don't like you very much. So... Oh no, I hadn't noticed. They all don't like you very much. You were keeping Marty prisoner. We tried to do it sneakily but as always that tends to go wrong so i'm busy i need to fix my submarine okay but also i don't think there's any way out back the way we came well i need to do something and i'm not quite liking the idea of spending the next however long of this break sat inside a small sphere with as you've just pointed out, people who don't like me very much because of a laundry list of complaints. 
which I know are completely valid, but also I'm trapped in a cave with you all now. How fantastic. Lorelei retreats, but doesn't go back on the submarine, just sort of sits on the side because she's like, I don't want to talk to Tali, but I don't particularly want to be around the others right now either. Because they're going to be like, ooh, Tali, or like, Tali sucks. And Lorelei doesn't want to deal with that. Are you, so you're sitting on like the edge of the hatch? No, oh no, I'm fully jumping down onto like the side of the city and dangling my legs. As you go to swing down off the submarine and onto dry land, Tali kind of makes like an abortive reaching motion. And then she stops and she just goes, Lorelei, thank you for the healing. And then she turns away. Okay, then. And Lorelei just sits down, whips out her communicator and starts playing Sudoku. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, I would like to do tech magic on Lorelei, but first I want to have a conversation with Corel. Would you mind meeting me between the compartments for a moment? Why? I can assure you it's a good reason. I mean, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess we go go into that little go into that little compartment. I just indicate to the others just going to go in here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I want to tell you this before everyone else. I probably will tell everyone else, but given everything. I thought you deserve to be the first to know about this thing. I already have a bad feeling. Okay, so you know when I did the thing where I sort of entered the mind of that thing we just fought? Yes, I was going to ask about that. How did that go? You know when you're in a crowd and like there's literally everyone everywhere? Yes. Imagine that, but they're all screaming at you. Okay. It wasn't nice. Anyway... When I said there was a person saying, close your eyes, it'll all be all right. That's not everything that they said. Go on. They, they, they had a few songs and the last one is what stood out to me the most. It was this song about overcoming great distances and hardships in order to be with the people that you love and that you care about. And then the last thing they said was, what do you think, Kavoris? I, I don't know what that means. Corel is staring into the middle distance. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I know it's a lot, but you can see why I wanted to like let you know ahead of telling everyone else, because you've kind of got a, a stake in this. Well, everyone's got a stake, but you've got more of a stake. <sighs> so, once again. Once again, Shabbat. I'm not trying, I swear. I know, but still... <laughs> Right, well, that is interesting and raises yet more questions, but it's I'm adding it to a very long list. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a 27 on insight. It's not entirely fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, give me your innermost thoughts. <laughs> 27. Your Corel is... Obviously frustrated, but that frustration is not directed at, at Schlurp. Fair enough. I give him, like, a little pat on the shoulder and a thumbs up, and then I leave. I'm sorry, you're just going to leave me here. <laughs> <laughs> 
And on that bombshell, <laughs> we're out. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, commit. That was your first gut instinct. Go with it. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. Like, Duncan himself isn't in the submarine to be like, you're just going to leave Corel. So there's no one to stop you. I mean, there's no reason for Corel just to stay there. Corel is probably just going to follow you. So Schlurp and Corel go to exit the submarine and... Well, I, I, I certainly leave the compartment and I just go back to where... Crick and Faraday are and just return to staring in the middle distance. Crick and Faraday, you're in the sphere at the front, so that's probably where Corel would return to in that case. I'm just gonna like shoot a curious what was that? Glance at Corel. Schler had some information to share. Is it information that we're all gonna die in the next twenty minutes? No, so it's not it's not high priority information. It's In that case I'll worry about that later. Yes, it's for, la- it's for later. If we've got 20 minutes, I'm going to close my eyes. But if Lorelei comes back, we're just not going to... Let's not... Mm, let's just not mention the Tali thing. And how she sucks. Yeah, and how she sucks. Or how Lorelei likes her. We'll just... It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It will be fine. Yes. Yes. I wanted to try and find Lorelate so I can see if I could do a little detect magic on that whole glowing symbol thing. Hey. Oh, uh, just a minute. And Lorelate fully just puts up like a, f- a finger and is like, mm, and then does a couple of little beeps on her communicator and is like, yes. Okay, I'm done. How can I help? Um, I was wondering if you wanted me to look into that whole your hand still glowing situation. I mean, okay. I mean, it'll take take about 10 minutes. You're good to just kind of sit there for a little while. Maybe you can... Honestly, you could probably still keep playing your game in that time. Uh, my communicator sits on my right wrist, and the thing is on my right hand, so I don't think I will. But I'll just... And I go over to where the algae is particularly spongy and just sort of lie down and close my eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just let Schlurp get on with Detect Magic. I guess I go re- sort of near her. Then I kind of sit down cross-legged and ritual cast detect magic. So it's just kind of getting a vibe of everything magical within 30 feet. And that within, takes 10 minutes to cast. Within 30 feet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you cast detect magic. And obviously you're initially paying attention to Lorelei, right? So that's yeah. your main focus. So as you cast detect magic, um, you become aware of the magical presences nearby. Like through the skin of the ship, you can kind of sense the the staticky pulse of like Faraday nearby, like Crick nearby. Lorelei is interesting. Oh, Lorelei's energy is normally like quite cool, quite organic, like a like a weird kind of balance between the coldness of stars and space and the quiet organicness of plants and growing things. Right now, Lorelei feels she feels like a scream. And her aura is bright, fierce white, like like subspace when you tear through it, like like the Pantheon, like the Grey Place. And the back of her hand is too bright to look at. And trailing away from it into the city is a fine, twisting cord of energy. Huh. So, normally your vibe is more like a field at twilight. It's very nice. Thanks, I guess. Right now, it's bad. Okay, bad how? Normally, your 
energy's quite like a field of twilight. You kind of got like the like the vastness of space above you, and then like the the nature below you, and it's quite nice. It's just nice to be around. But right now, it's like very hot, bright light. You know, like what like when you're sleeping, and then someone shines a bright light directly in your face. Imagine if someone's doing that, but they're also screaming directly in your ear while doing it. Yeah, that's not great. Um... No, it's really not. And it's mostly on your hand, but then also, I think you need to be somewhere here. Oh no, there aren't more children, are there? <laughs> that's your child power. <laughs> <laughs> My child says it's a tingling. <laughs> There's some sort of thing coming off your hand and it's going into the city. Okay, Lorelei walks over to the water and just shoves her hand in it. Okay, it glows but underwater. Yeah, but you said her hand was really, really warm and it was kind of uncomfortable. Oh! <laughs> no, okay, I get it. It's cold and it's a blessed relief to your hot skin. Lorelei fully just lies face down with her arm in the water, like, uh... You good? You good there? <sighs> yeah, I'm fine. Hand hot. Would you like to come over here and lie face down with me? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> come be cold on the floor with me. And when Schlurp lies down, Lorelei fully just takes her other hand and just pats Schlurp's head slowly. Just going to take the opportunity to remind you both that the sphere at the front of the submarine is glass. And so Carell, Faraday and Crick can all see you both doing this. This is fine. Lorelei doesn't. Lorelei's not thinking about that right now. No, neither is Schlurp. <laughs> I turn to Faraday. Faraday, are you seeing this? <laughs> Why is Schlurp and Lorelei just laying down? <laughs> yeah, why Why are they doing that? <laughs> Maybe it's some, like, magical connection thing? Maybe Lorelei's sensing some sort of plant? No. No. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think this is just a Lorelei thing. And Schlurp's joining in. I think we should leave them to it. <laughs> I mean, either we can leave them. Do you want to go join them? Because I'm going to stay here. Do I want to smush my human face into, like, the, the wet stone down there? Let me think about it. No. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Do you think good. there are snacks? I could eat. You guys can roll an investigation check to steal Charlie's snacks. Maybe you can find some kale chips or something. So what do I find on a natural 20? You discover that the seat of the captain's chair in the middle of the glass sphere is actually, it can actually be lifted up and there's a hollow compartment inside the captain's chair. And this fully has all sorts of Eriswati snacks. So there's like, there's a couple of bags of uh, White Wanderer's finest tip leaf. Taking that. <laughs> no! And then there's like, just lots and lots of like salty vegetarian foods, basically. Although, I will say, there is straight up like a kind of, um, you know, like when you're in a mountain or like a mountainous hiking area and they give you those terrifying blocks of like sugar and... Oh, the the squishy glucose cubes. Yeah, like those. I'm hungry and I need to distract myself from what Schlurp just told me. <laughs> they grab some of these glucose type things and start just shoveling them in. Yeah, I, I eat some of the kale chips. I feel like if I was here 
as a physical presence. I'd be there pressing my hands against the glass like, there's a whole city just there. <laughs> we tried to chill. Please. I'm sorry, Paige. I'm sorry. All right. We finish our snacks. <laughs> okay. So are you guys all ready to exit the submarine and enter my beautiful city I made? Yes. No, we're going to fuck around for the half hour. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're climbing out. Is, is Tali still just on top? Yeah, she's on top. She's kind of holding a spanner, but doesn't really seem to be doing anything with it. She's just kind of turning it over and over in her hands. Mm, yes. Right. So as we're clattering out, I, 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 I throw Faraday a glance like, now? <laughs> I, I shake my head. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Tali sees you kind of climbing out and then looks up again as if kind of realizing that you're exiting the submarine and goes, oh, uh, time to go. Yes, yes. Another unknown civilization's lost city to explore, don't you know? Really <laughs> <laughs> such a shit! Oh um, my god. I, I suppose I, I, I might know if, um, <laughs> if if you five hadn't ruined my efforts to find one before. But that's, you know, that's uh, that's fine. Lorelei, hearing every, the kerfuffle, just starts getting up and nudges Schlurp and is like, I'm covered in ancient algae. Can you prestidigitate me, please? <laughs> yes, I can. And yeah, Schlur pre- prestidigitates the algae off her. I feel like Lorelei just gets slightly puffier. As she has done so many times throughout this adventure, Tali pinches the bridge of her nose <laughs> and just goes, the, the city. We are going into the city? Yes, we are. Yes, that is what we are doing. Then please lead the way. Oh, expert of the cities. That are undiscovered. Gladly, gladly. Can I try to remember like where that trail was going? Yes, I'll say that the trail was kind of wavering uncertainly in the air, a bit like smoke and an air current. Okay. But it did seem to be heading off towards the center of the city and into the distance. Speaking of which, as you now turn to enter the city, you find yourselves faced with a broad and shallow flight of steps that rise up into a t- like a ruinous tangle of towering blue slate buildings. Far more built up and far less planned than the other places you've seen so far. This is, honestly, it's an organic settlement. This place was old when it ended, wherever, who, like whatever it was, it was old and had been inhabited for a long time. Um, off to your left, and above you, you can see the gigantic imposing curve of some kind of amphitheater or arena style building. Off to your right, you can see dried out waterways and canals. Directly ahead, where the thread of light went, is a imposing crater area where build- entire buildings have been like impacted and devastated. And beyond them, beyond the rubble, you can see carved into the rock itself a sprawling, almost palace-like set of buildings with narrow defensive windows and huge rocky stone abutments. What's like the light source in here? The light source? Mm, You had to detect magic, didn't you? Yeah. I will say that the air in here is almost sizzling. So if you had to guess what the light source was, I would say there's some kind of latent wild magic just in the air here. Like, whatever happened here, it was devastating. And the traces of it still kind of echo around you. Is this similar to the sizzly wild magic that was down in that silo? Yes, but not as, it's not as intense. 
Okay. It's more spread over a wider area. Okay. If so that makes sense. Not as concentrated. Yeah, sure. not as concentrated. So uh, in terms of like architecture, are we talking a mixture between like Venice, Rome, and Mesopotamia? Yeah, but kind of piled on top of one another. The buildings have obviously been repurposed many times mm. and inhabited by lots of different like cultures or occupations or jobs. Can I use my hand as like a dowsing rod or a metal detector? Can I have an arcana check, please? That is a 13. Okay. Uh, with a 13, Lorelei, it's difficult because unlike Corel, you haven't had like a crystal clear moment of being able to use a specific ability. You've only just started to interact with these unknown powers and entities. So for you, it's a bit like trying to grasp sand or water. Uh, with a 13, I would say that you get like a pull. You feel almost like a gentle pull but also it seems to be moving erratically around the city towards the center of the kind of palace buildings, towards a building that looks kind of like um, a garrison and towards an area which looks like it might have been a docks. Well, it would seem that whatever this means, Lorelei says, waving her hand around, wants me to go either up to the big palace, over to that garrison military looking building or over there to what i think might have been docks at one point unfortunately isn't asking me to go to the amphitheater which would would have been very fun but um it would have been sick well we could we could split our efforts while it might not be the the main thing there may well be something useful in that amphitheater it would be a shame not to, to check it out it would roughly how big is the city? Like, how long would it take for all of us to go to all four places? It would take a while. This is definitely the biggest location you've been in. Um, this city is bigger than the Anvil was, which was the town that you went to, um, mm. which was above the hidden city. I would say this city is on par with the size of New Anilu. Oh, wow. If we're going to split up, how are we going to... Do we think that's wise to split up? This place is huge, let's be honest. And... It's the third time we've been here, but I mean, by experience, Lorelei, as soon as you find whatever it is that you're looking for, any chance to explore anything else is going to get broken. Yes. This is yes. True. Um, true, true. So maybe amphitheater first and then weird hand pull. Oh, goody. A school trip outing. I'm tired. I'm sorry about that. Um, ancient culture and history are very important. I know this, Lorelei. I know you do. I mean, of the two of us, I got the better marks in history. Nerd alert over here, jeez. Would you like to keep your tongue? Just joking, you know, just, you know, between friends, because we're all here together. Wonderful. I think we should split up. I think, yeah, I think the opinion is we should at least split up into at least two groups. Two groups feels right. I dig the group that um, Tali's not in. <laughs> Lorelei goes and stands next to Tali because no one else is going to pick to go with her. Corel follows Lorelei. I was going to follow Lorelei, but okay. Tali kind of sees you kind of uncertainly turning towards each other <laughs> and she just goes, Oh, for goodness sake! No one's going to feel left out if they're picked last. Corel goes over with, with Lorelei to Tali. Hello? Uh, well, I guess we're in a team then. Although. And for a second, she kind of has this uncertain waver to her face. And then she says, Lorelei, I don't want to talk to me. 
would like me to fuck off. No. No. But I think it might be best if we're not in the same grouping. Not to be schoolgirl about it, but it's a distraction. And if I know anything about your escapades, we're going to face death and danger soon. Okay, um, well, I guess the history boys, who neither of whom are boys, can, uh, go to the amphitheater. Um, Schlurp. Crick. Yep. Team Fam. Yes. Yeah. Crick, you know military things, let's go there. And Lorelei looking rather put out, walks away. Tali kind of nods to herself, um, and kind of watches you go, and then drags her eyes away and turns to you faraday and says hello we're teammates now how do you feel about that oh i'm so excited Mm, me too it's going to be fantastic i think we'll have great fun oh god (laughs) on the way out lorelei is just going like this to every like doing the my eyes on you eyes on you even though she's walking away (laughs) water tribe water Water tribe tribe. out (laughs) Team fam, you're headed into the city towards the kind of garrison, fortified building. If this city is about the same size as New Analu, I think it's about half an hour walk away through some pretty like rocky and unstable terrain. So um, I would like you to make a survival, a group survival check. Uh, Lorelei got 11 plus 10, 21. Natural 20. I got a 19. Oh my God, we actually did well. Yeah. <laughs> you guys did great. Who do you think's leading your little group? Probably Lorelei. I feel like Lorelei, just because she's she got the pissed hand. off. And she got the hand. She's got the hand, but also she's pissed off and therefore stomp stomp. Okay, Lorelei leading the way, her hand glowing like a star. You pick your way through the ruins at the center of the city and slowly progress over to the garrison. Lorelei, as you get closer to the garrison, your hand glows brighter and brighter until it's almost like how Schlurp was seeing it with the detect magic. So it's like almost too bright to look at. Can I wrap something around my hand yes what do you think you have i mean i'd probably be wearing clothes at the moment and my cloak so i just sort of grab the edge of my cloak and like wrap it around just so i don't accidentally like stun anyone okay yeah you wrap it around you can still see like the faint orange glow coming through the cloth as you wrap your hand standing in front of this imposing building lorelei I know your passive perception is very, very high. Remind me. 25. Out of the corner of your eye, as you're bending your head to wrap your hand, you see, like, something silver move beyond the doorway of the garrison building. Lorelei just fully unwraps her hand and just sticks it through the door. (laughs) Sticks it through the doorway. Um, It illuminates the interior of the building. Lorelei, directly ahead of you, down a long, high-ceilinged corridor... For a split second, you see a tall, chitin-covered silhouette. Uh, Chitin? It's in a pelter. (laughs) (laughs) We can't see you, but we can hear you. Six months! Six months! Um, what kind of a pelter? You see the slender form, quilled head, and long tail of a suitor. They're facing away from you, and hanging down their back is a scarlet cloak. The same as the one in the mosaic. Is it, is yes. It, wait, is it the one that I recognize? 
you would, yeah, sure, you would recognize the ca- the cloak. This is the cloak that you saw Kavoris carrying, a red cloak with a trident emblazoned on it. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Corel. Oh, you fucked up on your choice here, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, want, they wanted to jump Tali. They made time, their decision. Every time, Schlub always gets it in. <laughs> oh, every, literally, it's every time. <laughs> it is it is funny. I think I do, yeah. like, kind of pad Lorelei on the shoulder. Do you see something? Yeah, there's um that, the Apelta from the thing in the last place, the... There's an belt here. It's the one here. Yeah, the cloaked suitor. The the one. The what? Well, like a, the one the Z knew. It's a mosaic of the no, cloak. No, it's it's a thing. It's a person. At least it looks like a person. What? Do you not see the person? No. We don't see the person. Oh. Ahead of you, the figure suddenly bends, and like you realize they're staggering, and they suddenly throw a hand out to catch themselves on the wall. And Lorelei, like, their arm, which as an appellator should be plated, is like torn and crumpled like a ruined can. The whole of them actually is bloodied and injured. And they suddenly lurch forwards and through a doorway. Um, that thinking Lorelei runs after. Uh, we follow Lorelei. Yeah, we follow. Yeah. Lorelei! I am, I'm faster than you. Yeah, Lorelei, you dash ahead. Um, the others following you and your light trail, presumably. Uh, you find yourself in a large circular chamber um, ringed with like seats um, with a large dome at the top of it and the ruins of what might have been a chandelier like crashed in the middle of the floor. There are like desks and tables all around you and there's no sign of that figure. I run in the room and just almost frantically start looking around. Okay, uh, roll me investigation. As you start searching, uh, Crick and Schlepp catch up with you. Five. Lorelei's like, help, look, stuff. What are we looking for? Stuff. And is Important this... looking stuff. Okay. <laughs> is this a pelter in the room with us now, Lorelei? No. No. So should we, <laughs> I guess we look for important stuff. 17, uh... investigation. I, I also got a 17. Lorelei... You are panicking, hands and knees, scrabbling in like ruined benches and desks, looking for anything. Crick and Schlepp are a little bit more like cautious because they've not seen this figure and they're trying to kind of keep their cool, presumably for their beloved friend. I will say that you don't initially see signs of that specific figure, but you see signs of lots of people. The clear markers of long time use and habitation. Uh, This dome... The way it's set up, the things that are lying out across the ruined tables, it was some it looks like it was some kind of like control center or coordination area. But there are no bodies here. There are no bones. There's nothing. It's just empty. It's just empty and desolate. The only thing you do see as you're kind of scrabbling and looking under desks, trying to find anything, is a strange scrape mark that travels through the doorway you just came in through and down into the center of this circular room and then out through another door. It's like something sharp has been dragged along the floor. Does it look like someone, like how deep is it? What does it look like? It looks, it's deep enough to have scratched the stone. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because there's 
three hit the, the markings are kind of intermittent in some places there's three trails in some there's two and in all of them in the places where there are three full drag marks um one is deeper than the other like each one is deeper or different depth than the other so there's one that's shallow and then sometimes not there at all one that's deep and one that's kind of middle um i just start scrambling and following the marks Lorelei starts to like follow this trail um, across the dome and up towards another doorway. Uh, this doorway is collapsed and there's like heavy blocks of stone like lying across it. What do you do next? I'm thinking of li- like if they're like w- it's like weapons, like someone carrying like a bandolier of swords, and it's just kind of depending on whether they're like bobbing or something, whether they'd be like kind of digging into the woodwork, like you know, it could be like a really big bastard sword or something. I mean, you carry a sword. You could compare the markings. I always always forget that I carry a sword. I will let you make an investigation check with advantage because that is a logical step that makes sense to me. Like it's a garrison style building. Yeah, it could logically be a weapon trail. 15. Okay, with a 15 schlep, you kneel for a moment to, to investigate these trails further and you're able to confirm that this is definitely like a mark left by some kind of weapon. In fact... It's a mark left by a blade. The like where the scrape marks exist, they're very regular. It's too regular to have been caused by something organic, like a footprint or a quill or a spine. This is like the tip of something sharp with a very particular angle to the tip, like to its edge. There's three of them. Oh my god. God damn it. What? What's wrong, Shannon? Uh, what have you noticed, Schlepp? Lorelei whips her head around and like three of what? The the marks. Uh. I think it's a weapon and weapon with three points. Uh, trident, 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 trident. Oh, um, mm. oh. Lorelei turns back around and starts, looks at her hand, is like, winces because it's so bright and just like one of those cars you pull back and let go. She just mm. zoom, zoom through the, the door that's blocked with rock. Time to follow the zoom. Yeah, the zoom directly into a blocked doorway. I was going to say, are you... yeah, she zoom and she look and she goes. Okay, Lorelei, Lorelei. Okay, calm down. Take a breath. I'm calm. I'm I'm calm. Uh, calm. Yeah, I'm not getting that impression. I'm not getting that impression. She take a breather. Sits down and just sort of stares, but isn't looking at anything. Okay, so your magic hand. Yes. Saying she lifts her hand up. <laughs> through through that blocked doorway is something important. This is where the trail goes. Does anyone know how to pick locks? <laughs> I, I thought it's you blocked, said... It's blocked by rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, thought, I, I thought I heard you right. Yeah, yeah, blocked by rocks. Uh, so I'll start lifting some rocks, I guess. Yeah, roll me a strength check in the background. Uh, 19. Okay, Crick quite handily sets to methodically taking one block at a time <laughs> as Schlerp and Lorelei, you're standing by the doorway. I think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help Lorelei chill. She helped me chill earlier. I'm going to try and help her chill. I think I like kind of take her hands, just kind of, okay, you're going to just breathe a sec. <laughs> I'm not going to breathe. <laughs> just breathe into the microphone. Uh, Lorelei does a few deep breaths and... Just sort of looks up at Schlepp and just like, my weird god shit is happening. No, I know. There's a lot of weird god shit, but we're also people and people don't always need to breathe because I don't need to breathe and I'm people. But we all need to just take a sec. Yes, a second has been had. How stable does this building look? (laughs) I don't like that question. 
The walls are meters thick. I would say this building could take, it's taken a lot of punishment and it could take a bit more. Okay, Lorelei is like, excuse me, Crick. Yes? Uh, no, I mean, excuse me as in, can you move, please? Oh, yeah, sure. What do you have planned? Puts her ha hand out on the stones that are left and just casts a first level thunder wave. Um. Oh gosh. Okay. Oh god. Do we have to step away for this? Yeah, uh, it's a 15 foot cube in front of me. The chamber immediately rings with like a deafening roar. And then that, like those blocks and stones um, shift, jumble under your hands and then blast away with like a concussive force. And Lorelei's like, doorway. Unorthodox. As you head through the doorway, we're going to jump to the other group. Faraday, Corel, and Tali. Dream team. The dream team. <laughs> You're heading west towards the amphitheater. The route to the amphitheater is a lot less uh, blocky and ruinous than the route the other team took, so you're able to make much better time. I think that you get your like within 12, 10 minutes, you're already in the shadow of the amphitheater. So, his history, eh? <laughs> yes. Was that a preferred subject? Yes. Hmm. So, was it mostly your planet? Was it lot wider? Maelstrom material? Uh, uh, just, I wouldn't know to compare, honestly. We learnt a lot about Chorus. Okay. The history of the Enclave, the history of the Araswati. Edna, Edna is an eclectic curriculum leader. Oh, that's fair, that's fair. I mean, a lot of, when I grew up, was very Namazir. We focused very much through that lens. Honestly, I found it irritating sometimes. It felt like, I mean, not obviously the Apelta didn't feature much in it, but even, you know, Araswati got sidelined a little, I felt. History is written by the victors. Indeed. Well, this is a conversation that's happening. Is there anything else you'd like to know? There's nothing better to do. A blue building. A blue building. A ruin. It's not like we can play I Spy. Oh, I'm sure there's something to be gleaned. Actually, while... Walking Corel is going to examine the buildings and just take educated guesses at their use. Okay. <laughs> I fucking love Corel. They are an anthropologist in an undiscovered city. This is absolutely <laughs> stunning. <laughs> um, perception check? But with advantage because of your various areas of interest. I rolled a four twice, so a nine. I think that even in this area where the buildings are in better condition, there's such a jumble and so many layers of different bits of history that it's quite difficult to pass what a building's single particular purpose might have been. I think the general sense you get is that every building here has had many purposes and has exchanged hands many times. So it's quite difficult to pin one thing down. It's a really a shame that someone couldn't get a dig, a proper dig team down here. Oh, Yes. I'll just dig deeper next time and unleash the giant monster. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, we're here now, and and as we've discussed, probably whatever we do here is going to to set something off, so... And then you'll leave. Well, it's that, or get buried underground. What I more meant was the fact that you're going to unleash something, cause terrible damage, and then leave. Again. I feel like you're insinuating something. I'm perhaps insinuating that five reckless somebodies shouldn't always 
go barreling into situations thinking that they're the only people who could possibly do something about it. So do you want to trade? What? Do you want to trade? Do you want to take my place? Do you want to be tasked with finding out, you know, just what's causing the end of literally everything? Because, you know, I, I have a shop that I would quite like to go back to. And a wife. And a life. So, you know, we can trade. Same. I mean, I have a whole colony that needs, you know, whole development of my society that I have to think about on top of all this. So I'd happily trade. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Everybody's got shit going on. She she brandishes a hand at you. Um, it's gloved, but it's the hand with the red star marking. And she says, we know what's causing it. It's him. It's whatever the fuck this is. And I can't get it off. And I don't know how to stop the creature that like is tied to it. And you guys are going to magically save the day and go back to your life and your wife and your business and your people I can't go back I can't go back to any fucking thing because this is on my hand this thing is in my life so yes I do know what's happening and I would love to swap but I can't do that so let's just go to the fucking amphitheater Tali's branching her hand with the mark in front of her. <laughs> oh Cor- no! I'm gonna mess. I'm gonna message Corel and just say, "Do you think we should ask her if she wants to know first? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And you know, if she says no, back to original plan. <laughs> There's just two people with messages pointing at each other <laughs> while Tali's ranting. While Tali's ranting, Tali falls quiet, looks between the two of you, and just goes, "You could at least." include me in the conversation if you're going to say something shit about me just say it to my face do you want to know not there's something shit do you want to know why it's on your hand why it chose you out of everyone I mean it's knowing why it chose what kind of a power is that that could just know that Rel lifts their head and just sets their marks slightly glowing. Mine. This is a terrible idea, isn't it? Possibly. If it is, you're in the best company. I can bring you back. Thank you so much for that reassurance of my impending demise. Look, it won't be a a picnic for, for me either, I assure you. She edges towards you and then says, how much do you see? It depends on what I'm looking at. For disclosure, I scoped things out back at the palace, and there's something big going there. I feel like I'm going to see a lot if I do this. I felt it when when you did that. Oh. That's why I'm concerned. Because you felt you felt the pull, right? Yes. This is really a terrible idea. We can do it now. Or we can do it after we've investigated the amphitheater. She closes her eyes and says, do it now. Both, both of you sit sit down. Right, yes. Sit down. Tali grudgingly sits down. Just in the middle of the street. Hey, yeah. no one's here. In the middle of the street, surrounded by ruined buildings, the amphitheater looming overhead. Is no one going to make the obvious joke? In the middle of our street, our house. <laughs> really clashing tone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my medical bag and, like, 
place it so it's behind Tali so that she can rest her head and at least be a little bit more comfortable. She lays down and puts her head gingerly on it and then rolls her head to look at you, Faraday, and just goes, uh, and then turns away and he goes, actually, I'm good without any deathbed confessions. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do your worst. Yeah, Grell just slowly moves their hand out, still wondering if Tali might pull something in the moment, and just grabs the hand with the symbol on it and puts everything they've got into it. I think that Tali would have taken her glove off for this. So your hand touches warm fur and warm skin beneath. And you have a split second to see her back arch and her eyes go liquid with wild light. And to feel how your own power does that same unnatural surge towards her. And then you're falling. The city is gone. Your friends are gone. Faraday is gone. There's only the vision. Different and more intense than you've ever experienced it before. And as the vision takes shape around you, Corel, as trees and underbrush and sky materialize from nothingness, it feels real. More than usual. More than usual. This doesn't feel like a vision. It feels like you're there. Like you can feel air on your chitin. You can feel the ground under your feet. It feels intensely, intensely real. Could you roll me a perception check? Unnatural 20. It's night, wherever and whenever you are. The air rasps with the sounds of nocturnal things as they creep and call and cry. A cool wind is slithering through the trees that are around you and ruffling the leaf litter. And as you kind of stand there in this utterly real vision, a small shape darts past you. Do I see what it is? I think you know who it is and they dart past you and into the trees and you get a, a glimpse of sandy fur and stubby little horns oh god do you follow yes and i sort of i swear if i end up liking her after this <laughs> <laughs> i refuse you follow tali through the forest she's running as if in a panic like crashing and scrambling one arm clutched against her chest and you can hear her like panting and almost sobbing and you kind of chase her and chase her for long minutes until she finally falls to her knees on the bank of a small stream mud blotching her pale fur in an instant you catch up to her right as she plunges her right hand into the water and as she does it hisses like something hot and steam plumes up into the night air. You see now as you reach her that she's young. She's really young here. She doesn't have the golden horns. In fact, like her horns are a ruin, broken, near the base, all three of them. And as that steam hisses up and twirls, it suddenly like expands and fills the space around you until it's all white, and then the vision is changing. And you're falling again into a new environment. <sighs> Corel, you land hard on the metal deck of a spaceship. Here we go. Roll me a perception check. Uh, ten. Uh, with a ten, I will say that you can't work out much detail of what ship this is or when this might have been. Um, but you can make out that this 
was is this is later than the last vision it's you're not on chorus for one and two tali is a little bit older she's sat near the back of the craft on top of a pile of like sacks and boxes she looks sick almost sick how her eyes are hollow and shadowed and her right hand is bandaged looking at her there in the artificial light with nobody to perform for you're struck by like just how young she is here to be out in space by herself as you're kind of standing in this spaceship it's like you can feel bees in the air around you like a buzzing all of this is different to normal like the visions are so much more intense but for the first time now you start to get the feeling that you might be able to direct it a little bit like a little bit of the control is returning to you and you can feel that happening so what do you want to see in fact that's what she says the hollow-eyed tali sitting on the boxes she says looking down at her hands what do you want to see grell is very taken aback they ask a question first who am i talking to my name is tali you're in a pelter okay so you don't know me no should i not necessarily i know that this isn't right you're not supposed to be here no let's make the most of it how did you get here in this ship i paid a person to let me on how old are you 19 okay so yes that lines up i'd like to see your hand I don't... I don't think I'm supposed to show people. Maybe not most people, but I've been given permission. She looks up at you again. Are you him? No, probably not. Can you show me him? She clasps her hand around the bandage and she says, You might get hurt. Oh, most certainly, but it's a risk that has to be taken. And she says in, even, in an even smaller voice, I might hurt you. I think that's what this is for. As she speaks, she unbandages her hand. I'm looking at the hand, is the symbol there? It is. It's angry and raised, like it's relatively new. Tell me, Paige, if this is a little too wild. Go ahead. The symbol's there. Yes. This is a, a, a vision, but it's feeling very real. What Do I have a sense of what might happen if I tried to do the same thing again here? I mean, the vision feels real enough for oh, you God. to try, but everything, it's like it's hyper real. Everything feels real, but there's a buzzing in the air and a tingle in your skin and in your bones. It's like you've entered a 4K TV. It's like you live inside a burned 4K TV. Oh, God. That's fun. I like that visual. I reach out to the hand. And as you touch it, both of your hands bloom with light. And then suddenly the vision changes into like, rather than this hyper real state, it's like you zoom out and you're seeing her whole life like a flicker book going past, like streaming past you. It's almost like, Corel, your power is like reached another level where you're seeing everything there is to know about Tali Goldenhorn. Every embarrassing moment every point of pride her first kill her first love 
I try not to look too hard at that part. You see her as she grows older, grows into a sharper, harder life. You see her start to wear gloves and start to wear her horns like a crown. And you see people start to follow her, trust her, look to her, admire her. But behind closed doors, you see her writhe in her sleep and clutch her hand like it hurts. You see her tack dark paper over mirrors and cover her windows at night. And as this this stream, this relentless stream continues, I feel like an unease starts to build in you, like a dread that makes you want to look away or close your eyes, but you can't do either of those things. The vision continues, an entire life seen in snapshots, more information than your visions have ever given you before. You see Tali build her empire, see her make friends and lose friends, run heists and fail them, take lives and spare them. And at last the vision stops. And it stops with you floating in a world of flame, with Tali at its center. The sky is burning, and she is hanging in that burning sky. You feel the vision start to like wobble and distort, and distantly for a second you feel your own body and are almost bowled over by like a wave of pain and exhaustion. Corel, could you roll me a d20? Just straight. Oh, oh no, I don't like this at all. I love this. So, 13. Tali is hanging in the sky, and the sky is on fire. Her hand is a, is a sun. It's a star. Blazing. And for a second, as the vision starts to melt and warp around you, and you start to slip from your power burnt out and tired you see behind her cords of fierce light connecting that star in her hand to a flaming giant with a long serpentine like chitin covered body there you are and as you say that the being looks directly at you and the vision ends Hey, it's Paige Dolby Evans, your game master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you can support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunkitpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.